You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I hope you've experienced what I've experienced. I think life is wonderful. I love life. I love living. I, I don't ever have to set an alarm. I, I wake very early in the morning and I get excited about that. I love the day. I enjoy the day. And I'm enjoying everything God has done for me and is God's doing in our life. But life is a training ground. It's not always roses. Life is hard. Life is difficult. Life is at times disappointing. Life, young people, you'll experience this. If not yet, you will, is betrayal. Some of the folks you've loved the best and loved the most and loved the closest, they may betray you. Our Lord has that example. All the disciples, not just Judas, but they all fled and he left alone. Uh, there'll be betrayal. There'll be hurt. There'll be uh, misunderstandings. There'll be what the Bible declares as cave experiences. You will have cave experiences. The Bible declares it having wilderness experiences. Uh, the Bible declares it that you will have drought. When uh, I think in Jeremiah, how they sent their children to the pits and they went with their buckets and their pails to get the water and the Bible says they came back empty because of the drought. Uh, there will be hospitals. There will be doctor's appointments. There will be funeral homes. Noah's exempt. Not a person in this room's exempt. There will be tears, and, and undoubtedly this year there will be, if there's not already been. That's part of life. I don't want to see the man by the name of David. And I want to speak to us tonight on an Adullam cave. And Adullam, A-D-U-L-L-A-M. You will have an Adullam moment. There are cave experiences. And David faces one of those right now. The Bible says in chapter 22, and David, therefore, we'll come back to find out what's the therefore, departed thence. He escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and his father's house heard it, they went down hither to him. Tonight as we look at the Adullam cave, it's found eight times in the Bible, you're going to find that you'll have an Adullam cave experience. If we would take the time to go back to 1 Samuel chapter 6, and in 1 Samuel chapter 16, excuse me, 16 verse 6, you'll find that David, in verse 13 as well, he is crowned, or he is not crowned, he is anointed king. Samuel anoints David. He is now going to be the king, not immediate. There's years in waiting, but he's been anointed. He's been set apart. You would think that now that the anointing is done, people would recognize this is our next king. This is the man that's going to lead us. But because of that, it did not change the fact that he had one experience after another that was difficult. 
I wonder why God gave David so many difficult experiences. I'll tell you why, because God was preparing him for leadership. You don't find yourself in a leadership position as a father, as a mother, as a business person, or as a deacon, or whatever your position is. You don't find it without the school of training. And the school of training generally comes through sorrow and through heartache. David's going to have to pass, though he's now anointed. He didn't have this beforehand, but now he's going to have it. He's going to have rejection from his brothers. He's going to face a javelin from the present king. He's going to throw a javelin at him twice to try to kill him, though anointed king. He is going to find loneliness. He's going to find betrayal. He's going to find sleeping in the wilderness and in the caves. And now he comes to this cave experience. I wonder if he's the only one who had an adulam experience. No, there was Jesus. Our Savior was made his appearance by way of a, a manger. And in Mark chapter 1, we find the tremendous story. He is now going to be baptized. And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were all present. The Trinity was there at that great moment. And the Bible says, and immediately, Mark 1, and immediately, not tomorrow, but immediately. When you have great victories, they're normally followed by an immediately. And immediately he was driven to the wilderness. Our Lord had a wilderness experience. In that wilderness, he had no food for 40 days. That's a test. In that wilderness experience, the Bible says he was alone. That's a test. In that wilderness experience, he had wild animals. That's a test. In that wilderness experience, the devil came and tempted him and tried him. And that's a test. Before the, our earthly ministry of our Savior began, he went through the wilderness experience. You will have a cave. You will have a wilderness. I think today of Elijah. Elijah that I mentioned, there's Elijah here tonight. Elijah was God's appointed man, just like David was God's anointed man. And Elijah was the, the man that God was going to raise up. But he said, Elijah... Before your ministry begins, I'm going to send you to the brook Cherith. At the brook Cherith, Cherith means the cutting place. God was going to cut on his life because God was going to prepare him and purify him for this moment. At the cutting place, Cherith, the brook, the Bible says that the brook dried up. If you know anything about a brook, and if I know anything about a brook, when it dries up, it means it's sinking and it's sinking and it's sinking. And there's less and less and the water is not being fed by fresh water. Instead, it's becoming stagnant and green and slime and it goes deeper and deeper and it's not a very pleasant experience. But before Elijah can be used of God, he had to have the brook Cherith. And then God says, I'm not done. I'm taking you from the cutting place to Zarephath. And at Zarephath, it means the refining place. And your life is going to be refined. I'm going to have a widow, a widow woman, sustain you. Well, that's an embarrassment for a Jew. And that's an embarrassment for any person. We should take care of the widow, but instead, 
the widow is taking care of us. And she nourished him and fed him and cared for him at Zarephath. But God was not done. He had to have face, face Ahab before he's ever recognized as a prophet of God. And now he goes from Cherith to Zarephath to Ahab. And at Ahab, there was a war. And Ahab said as the king, are you he that troubleth Israel? And he had to stand up against them. Said, no, thou art the man that troubles Israel. In the midst of all that, God gave a drought. And in that drought, it was a very difficult time for the people. And he comes on the scene in 1 Kings in chapter 18, and he calls down fire from heaven. And he said, there's, there's a God in heaven, and he's the one we're gonna worship in this town. He went through all those experiences. You will go through a cave called the Adullam Cave. You will go through the wilderness like our Lord did. You will go through a cherub. You will go through a Zarephath. You will go through an Ahab. You will go through a drought. I think of Jephna. My Bible says in Judges in chapter number 11, he was born of a mother who the Bible says was a harlot. His brothers were born from a family, but he was born from a harlot. And they called him basically a scumbag. In fact, they hated him so much because he was from the Bible, says a harlot, a strange woman, that his brothers kicked him out and said, we don't want you in the family. You're an embarrassment to our name. Get out of here. And they removed him. But when Israel needed a judge and they were in great adversity, this boy that had gone through the experience of rejection and sent away from the family, his brothers came back and they said, only you can help us. Will you be the judge and lead us out of this mess? There's a man, it's my favorite Old Testament story. It's the story of Joseph. In Genesis 37, Joseph's brothers hated him. He was the 11th child. He was child 11, then one more is gonna come later that he did not meet until he was in captivity. And his dad sent him with food and cares for his brothers and he went on his journey. And they said, here cometh the dreamer. Here comes our brother Joseph. And the Bible says repeatedly in chapter 37, they hated him. They hated their own brother. They took him and they threw him in a pit and they sold him to the Midianites and took his coat of many colors and put blood on it, took home, and they took him to their dad. For the next 20 years, those 10 brothers lied to their dad. They said some wild beast must have gotten Joseph. Here's what we had. They lied to their dad. That man had to go through an experience of rejection from his brothers. And then he went to bondage and went to prison in a foreign land. And then he rose to a position he began to serve the Pharaoh. And then Pharaoh's wife tried to destroy his life and he ran from the palace and she grabbed his coat and she said, look what he did. And the, and the Pharaoh threw him back in prison. And he went from a pit to the prison to the palace and to a premier in the country, he rose to the second man in control. But he didn't get to be second man in charge without the pit. There has to be an adulum. God's gonna use you, there will be an adulum. 
There will be a wilderness. There will be a drought. There will be a cherith. There will be a Zarephath. There will be an Ahab. There will be a drought. There, there will be brothers that reject you because you're born out of wedlock from, from your father with a harlot. There, there will be a Joseph. The Jews, God was going to use them. But they had 40 years of wilderness first. God was going to use Moses, but he had 40 years being raised in an Egyptian home and then 40 years on the backside of the desert. And the last 40 years, God used him to lead the people of Israel. There will be experiences. Jesus had no place to lay his head. Jesus was scourged. Jesus was mocked. Jesus was scorned. They killed him. They put him in a grave. But friend, don't forget resurrection. May I remind you, Peter, I'm not going to betray you. Before the day was over, he cursed and cussed and betrayed Jesus. I know him not. But just a couple of chapters later, he's preaching and 3,000 people got saved. He had personal failure. John was exiled in the book of Revelation. He was put in a boiling oil. His body burned and he was put in exile. But though in exile, God eventually exalts him. I don't want one person in this church to have trials. But I know it's the trials that's going to make you strong. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. I would never want you to feel sorry for me because I'm the most blessed man in the room. And I'm walking here tonight, and I said, Lord, I'd kind of like to, I, I, I didn't plan on saying I'd kind of like to have a week without a problem. He said, well, at least it's not been one thing since the conference. Are you kidding me? You, you've got to be kidding what you just said. And I said, Lord, and I began thinking about life and how good God's been to me. And I got thinking about as we age and as deacons are replaced and as a pastor's replaced and as school teachers are replaced and principals are replaced and pastors are replaced and, and the young generation comes up, I hope they know that the blessings of God is going to fall in this place if they're willing to go to Adullam. It's not easy. If I would have known when I was young what this would be like, I think I'd have run. But may I tell you, I cannot tell you about the blessings of God enough. God's showering down his goodness on us. But it doesn't come without test. And tonight in these brief closing moments, I want you to see in verse 1, Therefore David departed. What's he fleeing from? Well, verse 10, David of chapter 21, David arose and fled for the fear of Saul. His own father-in-law, the king, is after him. And he's fleeing from his father-in-law. And the Bible says he departed thence and escaped to the cave Aldulam. He ran to a place where he could hide doesn't sound like a great king to me. He's not the king yet. He's just the anointed. 
You know, boys, I don't know if God's, uh, and I don't, it's not spooky when I say, I wonder if God is in heaven already anointed you and set you apart for a pulpit, for a church, for a mission station. I wonder what God's plan is for your life. You've already said from your mother's womb, God knew who, what you were going to do and what you're supposed to accomplish with you. You young ladies, I, I might be wrong. I, I need to look at my journal. I think we have 37 girls out of our high school that are senior pastor wives now. God appointed that for you. But here he's running to a cave. He's not the king. He's just, that's what God plans for his life. I see the second thing in verse 2. And everyone that was in distress, who, do you, who, did he, who, who came to him? They, they went down hither to him. And who was it? The distressed, the in debt, the discontented. What a crowd he got. What a crowd he got. I was years ago preaching at a place in a distant city, a large city in America, and there was on Tuesday a preacher's fellowship. We had a luncheon, and somebody asked me the question, Brother Treber, your church, this is probably 30 years ago, your church has so many, and they use the word yuppies. They have so many, they have so many successful yuppies. How did, you, how did you create, how did you train so many successful yucky, uh, yuppie people? I said, hey, I have no idea what you talking about. You know what happened here? We got folks that were in debt and in distress and sometimes discontent. You know when people walk through those back doors as adults, most of the time they're coming because the world's came apart. The son was arrested. Their wife left. Their husband left. They're having financial troubles. They're having marital problems. Not all, but most. And that's why we're a hospital for people. We're not a museum for saints. We're here to help the, the people that are going through heartaches and sorrows. And you watch God give them some work ethic and you watch God give them a job and they begin to work and begin to, they begin to have the influence of the word of God. I find in chapter 22 and verse number six, watch this. Thirdly, trials never stop. And when Saul heard that David was discovered, and the men that were with him now saw a bold in Gibeah in a, under a tree in Ramah, having his spear in his hand. All his servants were standing by him. And Saul said to his servants, Here now, ye Benjamites, will, ye, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards and make you all captains? What's he going to do for you? And he begins to say in verse 8, oh, We're going to go after this guy. And we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, trials don't stop. Look what happens in chapter 23. In chapter 23, verse 13, and David and his men, which about 600, rose and departed to Keilah. And they went hither they could to go, and they told Saul that David had escaped from Keilah, and he forbade, forbade to go forth. And David abode, 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 where? In the... Wilderness, verse 14, chapter 23, 14. Now he goes from a cave to the wilderness. And Saul sought him every day. But God delivered him not into his hand. And David saw that Saul was come to seek his life. And David was in the wilderness. And Zip in the wood. He, he, was, he goes from the cave to the wilderness. 
I wish you wouldn't have to have trials. But I know God takes us through the school of adversity to strengthen us. You dear folks, you're having trouble in your marriage right now. I wonder what God's trying to do. I try to change my husband, try to change my wife. No, God's trying to change you. I, I can recall when I called my dad, I think it was every other week he allowed me to call my mother, collect when I was in college for a three-minute call. And I said, Dad, I want to talk to you for a minute. I said, I have a roommate that is obnoxious and my roommate stinks. He just stinks. I hate it. I hate it. And I'm going to go ask for a different roommate. He said, son, you're going to have to do that all through life if you're not careful. You're going to ask for somebody to change the circumstance. God gave you who you needed. You know who you needed, son? God put that roommate in your life. And that roommate is going to help you, not hurt you. I said, Dad, it stinks in my room. It smells. I've not been able to keep up with him, but I do know he married a Proverbs 31 lady. And I do know he became a pastor of a church. And I do know that he's still faithfully serving God. But God was using his life to help me. It can't, you can't always have it your way. You know how badly you want to change your husband because he is a nut? You know how badly you want to change him? Next time you pray, take a mirror and say, God, this guy's a nut. This person I'm, is a nut. Change him. This lady that you gave me, she's the most obstinate. And then just say, maybe, Lord, I, I, the person I'm praying about is the one that needs the help. God is going to help you through adversity. Here he is in the wilderness. I'm going quickly, chapter 24 and verse 2. Verse 1, it came to pass. David's in the wilderness now. And Saul took 3,000 chosen men to seek him in the rocks. He's in the wilderness. He's in the rocks. He's hiding in the rocks. He's been hiding in the wilderness. He's been hiding in a cave. And yet he's anointed. He's supposed to be the king. But not yet. He's in school right now. That's why when someone quits school, high school, college, when you quit school, I'm thinking, I wonder what you're walking away from. It's this coming Tuesday. I showed up, it was a Saturday, in 1971 at the Berean Baptist Church and literally began the ministry. I, I got in. And I keep wondering if I would have walked away just two weeks before that, that's when I wanted to quit. And I was convinced that I was going to do God's will, still read my Bible and pray, but I've got to get out of school. I can't stay here. My dad never really bossed me around, ever. But I remember and I said, no, son, you just stay. You just stay in college. You stay with that roommate. Look at chapter 26. Verse 2, and David arose and went down to the wilderness. There's another wilderness of Zip. Having 3,000 chosen men. 
with him to seek David in the wilderness. But David abode, verse number three, in the wilderness. He saw that Saul came after him. And it just doesn't stop. And then you get to chapter 27, his personal discouragement comes in. David finally got so weary. And he said, there's nothing better than me to do than to speedily escape to the land of the Philistines. David said in his heart, I shall speedily escape to the Philistines. He in chapter 17 was conquering the Philistine Goliath. And now in chapter 27, he's quitting the ministry. In closing, go to 2 Samuel chapter number five, please. You see, kids, you won't believe it, that, but, but David got discouraged. Your dad is gonna get discouraged. Your mother is gonna get discouraged. And though they may not say, well, I'm lonely, I'm discouraged, I'm, I'm having a hard time, I guarantee you, your parents go through everything I'm talking tonight. They're good people, but your dad or your mother are both, God's bless you with a mom and dad, or, or a, a single mother or a single dad. I want to tell you something. Uh, they're, they're, they're in the cave of Dulem quite often, unbeknownst to you. They're wondering how they're going to take care of everything. I think sometimes these single parents, they're wondering, how, how do I pay these bills? How do I take care of my child or my children? They're in the cave of Dulem. And, and by the way, it may be a wilderness experience. I guarantee it's a lonely experience. I guarantee it's a drought experience. I guarantee it it's a rocks and caves experience. Some of you kids ought to back off your parents a little bit. And the answer to your mother or dad should be yes. I'm not going to fight you. Don't fight your mother. Sometimes you get an age and it's, you can fight, begin to fight your mom a little bit, children. Sometimes a fellow does that. Sometimes as girls grow older, and, and, and all of a sudden you, you, you have a, an adult and one that's becoming a young adult. And boy, I tell you, there's no home big enough for two women. And I say that with grace. I'm not trying to be cruel. But all of a sudden, you're trying to spread your wigs and become a young, and, 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 and there's a conflict, or dad and son, or whatever it might be. When you walk down that aisle, you make sure that you've been right by your parents. I want you to see in chapter 5, he's talking about David now is going to be king. In verse 3, and the elders of Israel came to Hebron, and King David made a league with them. The Bible says, and they anointed him. David was 30 years old. Wait a minute. And they, back here in 1 Samuel 16, Samuel anointed him. But he had to have the cave, Aldulam. And he had to have the wilderness. And he had to have Ziglag burning in his family taken hostage, and he, and he had to have the rocks. But now the Bible says they, the people said, we want you. Why? God prepared them. They saw it. God prepared him. 
And consequently, those people saw it. And when they saw it, they realized that they had a man they could trust. It's not over for David. There's going to be trouble with his wife. There's going to be trouble with all of his kids. There's going to be personal failure in his own life. But God wasn't done with him. I wonder how God's preparing you. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. Be not dismayed what air be t- God's going to take care of you. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. If it rains tonight, if it rains tomorrow, look at your neighbor's house. They're getting rain. And so are you at your house. Look at your house. You're getting rain. Well, they're not getting rain next door. Oh, yes, they are. Because God lets the rain fall. And God never hurts us. God seeks to help us. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.